I'm reading two scriptures. The first scripture I'm reading is in the book of Psalm 11, verse 3. And it reads, If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? And then Matthew chapter 7, verse 2. It is important for us to understand that um, marriage cannot be taken for granted. Marriage is very important. One of the saddest things I have seen under the sun is that most people don't read manuals for the many things they use. For instance, there are a lot of us here when we go to shop and we want to buy a mobile phone. We buy the mobile phone and we don't have time to read the manual. When you ask them, so why should I read the manual? Because mobile phone is just for talking and receiving call and then sending text messages. Now they say WhatsApp and all those things. But it has been proven that most of the expensive mobile phones that we buy, we use only 20% out of the capacity of that mobile phone. So the 80% is not used. Why? Because the buyers of those mobile phones don't read the manual. That is why sometimes people think that it is useless and waste of money to buy expensive mobile phone. Because when you buy that expensive mobile phone, 3,000, 2,000, now some are 4,000 plus, and you use only 20% of its capacity, then what have you done? Go and think about that. Unfortunately, we are, we are approaching marriage or we approach marriage with the same attitude we 
want to go and marry. We are so much excited about marriage, but then we don't take time to read the manual about marriage. And so all that we think is just going to marry. And so we just go in and we marry. And marriage is not any simple thing. It is not just a secular contract. Therefore, you don't have to enter into marriage by chance or on any certain condition. Oh, I came to a point that I realized that I just have to marry. When I got to that age, I realized I have to marry. That's why I decided to marry. No, that is wrong. You are not building any foundation. You don't even know anything that you are putting on. You, the marriage itself, you don't understand it. We need the manual for marriage. Most of the times when you are counseling people before marriage and you ask them, what book have you read about marriage? Some will look at your face, nothing, pastor. Some say, oh, I've read a certain book. So what is in that book? Ah, uh, I don't remember, but a certain book. So what are you going to build a marriage on? You don't know the manual. You don't know what is marriage. You don't understand the in and out. And you just want to go and marry because they say you should marry. And for some of us, our parents are putting pressure on us to marry. Certain condition. Somebody says that, oh, because I'm growing, I have to marry. Somebody said, because many my friends are marrying, I also have to marry. Fine. You are growing. You are old. You are that and that. Fine. But what foundation are you building the marriage on? It's very important. The two scriptures we, re we read is just talking to Abara about simple things. The book of Psalm is saying that if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? In other words, you can never build anything without a foundation. No, you can't do that. A Christian cannot do anything, become successful Christian, if there is no foundation in your Christian life. And the same thing applies to marriage. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus was talking about the wise man and the foolish man. And he said, the wise builder took his time, he dug the ground, and he was looking for a rock to build on it. He didn't just look at the surface and just say, oh, I just need to build so I can just get anywhere and just build. So he just decided to build. You just take some maybe four inches and then you build. But the Bible said the foolish builder just went to where there is a lot of sun and didn't take time to get something which will hold the building. So he just dug the sun and built in the sun. And something happened to the two of them. There was a wind there was a storm. So many things happened to both of them, their building. But Bible said that Jesus said, one of them was still standing. But the other one that fell, great was the falling. He didn't just say that it fell down. He said, great was the falling. That means that there was no foundation. 
your foundation. And sometimes we think that we have prepared enough so we can marry and our marriage will be successful. Sometimes people think that, oh, for me, when I'm married, the way my marriage will be, everybody will be like, oh, this is wonderful. But ask yourself, what have you put in place? Do you really understand it? What are you going to build a marriage on? Today, I'm talking to those of us who have not married and those of us who have married, especially those of us who have not married, and we are always running into the marriage. Let's think very well. Because marriage is not for fun. Marriage is more than fun. Marriage is not procreation. Marriage is more than procreation. It is not just giving birth and giving birth. It is more than giving birth. The seriousness of marriage is that you are going to live with human beings whom you don't know. And sometimes we think we know them. But when you go in there later, you realize you don't know her or you don't know him. And the truth of life is that you can never know anybody till you die or the person dies. Why? Because human beings keep on changing. And human beings will continue to change. Till he goes to eternity. Those who lay good foundations for their marriage always enjoy a successful marriage. If you don't do it and you lack it, you will have serious challenges. So let me just give you some few examples or some few foundations that you can build in your marriage. If even you are already in the marriage and it's not working, you can look at what I'm going to mention and then do what I call adjustment. Because that is what takes the marriage to become successful. The first one, what we call love. And love is something that we all know. And most people, when they are going to marry, they say, love, I love him. So what do I do? I love her. So everything is just love. And sometimes I don't even want to talk about love. Because you see, love has not become very stopped. Very, very deceptive. Whether you don't know whether the person loves you or he didn't love you. And when I'm talking about love, I'm not talking about lust. This day, lust is giving us impression that that is love. But there's a difference between lust and love. So you ask yourself a question, do you really love this man? Do you really love this woman? I've asked Belinda that question. I asked Alex that question. And I remember the day I was asking them, <laughs> I asked Alex first, he was looking at me, bowed down the head, started laughing. And I know sometimes when I ask those questions, what they say in their head, Pastor, what do you mean? <laughs> I know what you say before you give me an answer. Pastor, what are you talking about? Pastor, are you serious or what? I mean, you have so many things in your mind. But I want you to reassure me. Amen. So sometimes we, we, we just take up a 
but love and we think that, oh, I love the person, I love the person. And so, it's just simple, so let us just go ahead. And sometimes people even don't want to wait for them to go through counseling and other things because they are in love. It's good. It's a good foundation. But let it be a true love. Let it be a true love. It shouldn't be a last. Amen. I'm not going to talk much about love because everyone before you, best, you marry, you love the person. Even the fake love is love. Amen. So I'm not going to take time on that because for love, you can't, you can't so much talk about it with somebody. I say I love him. So what are you talking about? And if your daughter say I love the man, if your son say I love the woman, what are you going to do? Okay, if you love the person, then go. Because you can't break it. Amen. But listen to this one. This one's are so much important. The second one I want to talk about is understanding. When I say understanding, what do you understand? The marriage you are going in, as I said, as a manual, you should have insight about marriage. There must be an insight. You must have knowledge about marriage. Do I marry because I want somebody to cook for me? Do I want to marry because I just want to have somebody that I can talk to? No, it's more than that. So go to the Bible, find out where the marriage idea came from. You want to know that it's from God. It's not from your own self. It is not you who created it. It is not because you met the person and the person is so beautiful or handsome. It's not because somebody has proposed to you. You want to understand what I am going inside. You take time to work on that. And the next thing is that, understanding is that you must also have insight about the person you are going to marry. That is also important. For many men don't know women. For many women, we don't know men. And sometimes when I say that, I say that people say, Pastor, what do you mean by I don't know man? Women are women. And men are men. No, they are not the same. God created us different. God created women different. And we are two different entities. There is nothing we can do about it. And so we have to find out that. And even among the women, every woman has her own way of doing things. And so we find out that this woman I'm going to marry, can I handle this woman? It's very important. And sometimes we don't try to do that. When I ask people, do you know this man? They say, Pastor, yes, I know him. How long have you known him? Oh, Pastor, we've been talking for the past six months. So you know him very well. Oh, yes, Pastor, I know him six months. And when I tell them you don't know the man, they don't understand. Amen. Because you need to take time. And find out. And brothers and sisters who have not married, may I suggest to you, if a woman, a man proposed to you, don't think because you are waiting, the man is handsome, the man has money, and all kinds of things, 
So if you don't do it fast, somebody will be smarter than you. And so all of a sudden, you tell the person, I'm going to pray. And the next week, you come, uh, you don't even pray. Because you go home, and when you are sleeping, you are smiling. When you are cooking, you are smiling. When you are dancing, everywhere you are going, you are smiling. And then we come, then you say, oh, hey, sister, what I told you, what do you think? I know, you know, you know, you don't have for me. I'm not ready, but since you want to marry me, I'm ready. No, you didn't even pray. You didn't pray, and some women don't pray about that at all. I'm telling the truth, I know. You don't pray. They tell you, I'm going to pray. They don't pray. Some will take you to what I call Nippon Sashi. Go to the friends and discuss you. Are. And I don't know whether that's what the women call it, prayer. They do the pro accounts of the man. And then you conclude. I agree. No. Take your time. Find out. People can recommend the man to you, but you want to be sure yourself. Because you see, in marriage, nobody will go to marry for you. Nobody is going into the marriage and marry with you. You go there alone. So you have responsibility to understand the man. You have responsibility to understand the woman. Have an insight about the woman. Who is this woman? Who is this man? It is your responsibility. It is not the pastor's responsibility. It is not your mother's responsibility. It is not your father or your uncle or your auntie. It is your own responsibility. Because you are going into the marriage. And when it crumbs, it crumbs on your head. But today, it's so easy. Even on the social media, so easy. You get a husband right now. Provided you get a very nice picture. And you put a very good profile. You are gone. Let's learn to understand. In other words, take time to look into certain things. It's very important. Amen. 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 <laughs> The third thing I want to talk about is conviction. It's a foundation you need to build. Build your conviction. And conviction, I mean, conviction is a strong or firm belief or opinion. Your opinion is very important. Your personal opinion about the person you are going to marry is important. People may say the person is a bad person. The people may say the person doesn't respect. But what do you also think about the person? What do you think about the person? After that girl, after that lady, that lady doesn't respect anybody. And that lady is that. And that lady is that. And that lady is that. And that lady is... No, 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 no. What do you also see? Because... What you see may be different from what people are seeing. That's why they say that beauty is in the eyes of who? The beholder. It doesn't mean that if you say somebody is beautiful, it means that the person is so beautiful that nobody can find any fault with the person. It is you. You think the person is beautiful. You think the person is handsome. But somebody says, mm -mm -mm -mm. no, I don't like this leg. 
You understand me? You are saying the lady is beautiful the way she walks and all that. And a certain man look at sister and they are, oh, I don't like the way he's walking. Look at the way she's walking. Look at the leg. I don't like the leg. Because for men, they look for leg, eyes, hair, and all that. Their problem is the eyes. And then the woman will also look at it and say, oh, me. I have my criteria. I want a start person. Somebody a little bit taller than me. Oh, but you are a short person. Yes, that's why I don't want a short person. I want very tall. I want somebody who is a little bit fat. That is it. So it is you. So it's also your conviction, your opinion. And your conviction is going to help you to continue what you want to see. And what you keep on seeing. And that is very, very, very important. Amen. That is why in marriage, if your conviction dies, then the marriage is dying. That is it. The moment your conviction about the man or the woman is, is gone, that is gone, it's gone. And sometimes we talk about love, 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 love. There is a conviction there which is more powerful than love. And we just ignore it. And when conviction dies, that is where he said the love is gone. I don't love him anymore. Amen. I don't want to keep long. And then the last one I want to talk about is preparation. Preparedness. Have you prepared yourself very well? So you prepare yourself. And people are going to ask, what preparation pastor do you want? Because we cannot prepare everything. We can't be fully prepared. But there are some basic things you must ask yourself. The first thing as a Christian you should ask yourself is that, am I prepared spiritually? Spiritually, have you prepared yourself? Because it's not just simple thing as you think. Prepare yourself. Am I ready spiritually to pray, to do any spiritual responsibility? Like the vows are saying, you have a spiritual responsibility as a man. Am I ready? So spiritual preparation is important. Spiritual preparation also even goes as far as religion and your Christian, I mean, what do you call beliefs are concerned. You may be a charismatic, but even simple order of service can bring problem in your marriage. So ask yourself, am I spiritually prepared? Am I mature spiritually? Do I understand? Can I handle it? When it comes to challenges as far as spiritual things are concerned, can I handle it? Because if you are alone, it's different. The next question you should ask yourself is that, am I prepared emotionally? For many of us, our emotions are so weak. Very little thing, then we are off. Very small thing, then we are angry. And if you fall into a certain temperament, then there's a trouble. Small thing, nobody can touch you. I mean, and you see, you must ask yourself, I'm going to marry you. What do I do with my emotion? Can I adjust my emotion? Because, you know, you can live in this world and you cannot say to yourself that I will live in this world without anybody offending me. Definitely somebody will offend you. It doesn't matter what you do. People will offend you. Whether you are ready for them or not, they will offend you. People will insult you. Whether you are ready for them or not, they will insult you. And now you are going to bring somebody along. So you must be emotionally strong. Work on your emotions. 
You must think for your husband. You must think for your wife that my wife is going to annoy me. My husband is going to do this. How am I going to stand? Can I handle it? It's very important. But sometimes we forget about it. Eh, love me for who I am. Love me. And you know it's not possible. That thing is not possible. So let's stop talking about some of the things. They are not possible. She should love you the way you, you always uh, uh, cause, I mean, problems in the house. So she should, she should just love you. So for the next 30 years, if these two people, one is always causing trouble to the other person, that 30 years, the person should still manage it. That's what we mean. You know, when you say that, it means that you have decided not to change. You have decided not to adjust. You have decided not to move in any direction to help the marriage work. And marriage can never work if one person is not ready for it to work. It takes the two to let it work. One person can never let it work. It's not possible. It's not possible. Because you are playing it fair, the other person is playing it foul. You are playing it fair, that person is playing it foul. So how is it going to work? 30 years and you say, no, forget it. Just live like that. I will play it foul. You just accept it. I will just play it foul. Even in football, they don't agree to that. How much more in marriage? Hallelujah. Say so emotionally, assess yourself. Work on yourself. Prepare yourself very well. Be ready. For some of us, the little things somebody, you just meet a man, the young man is interested in you. He's just trying to show something. Start asking questions. One or two. Mm. No, just take it easy. And some of you, we women, that is what we do. We just look at the appearance and how the person is moving and all of a sudden you conclude. The person may not be bold to come straight and tell you, oh, sweetie, I love you. Hey, he must test the waters before. And when he starts testing the waters, after one week, you get angry. So, so take it easy. Build on your emotions. And all sometimes depend on how we go about ourselves. Because if we are able to put things very well, then it will be easy. Open up. Open up. Emotionally. Learn to open up. Learn to turn things around. The third thing I want to talk about is that ask yourself. Am I ready to share everything? I mean everything. Somebody said, Pastor, yes, but not my clothes. And I said, when I say everything, it doesn't mean your clothes because I know you were a woman. Am I ready to share everything? With a person or with someone? Am I ready? That's why I say marriage is not for children. You know, when children have something they like so much they are eating, and you come, oh, please give me some. They look at the thing and look at your face. They are thinking whether they should share with you or not. Difficult. And we all know, those of us who have children, very little ones, even those that who have grown, 
When they are sharing, eh, me, eh, me, mommy, eh, me, me, my daddy, eh, me, 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 and that, that is all. Before he will share that thing, he has said me, me for 10 times. That means the person is doing it not out of goodwill. Hallelujah. So ask yourself, am I ready to share? Because marriage is sharing. Marriage is sharing. And when we talk about these things, people don't want to listen to it because something that they have money than the others and some two think that I don't have money, but then I still want to take more from the other person to add up to mine. So, Pastor, what are you talking about sharing? You share your money. You share your, your emotions. You share. You know, as long as you want to share your problems with somebody, learn to share your good things with also somebody. That's our challenge. We are swift in sharing our problems and challenges. But not swift in sharing the good things. We love to share problems. But we don't like sharing good things. So Belinda, share. Alex, share. I know, I know the two of you, 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 you can share very well. So go ahead and share. But share it more. Amen. Because if you don't learn to share and you are not ready to share then you're going to have a lot of challenge in marriage. Amen. The next thing I'm talking about is that, am I ready to submit to this man? Am I ready? So, if a woman and you are not ready to submit to that particular man, don't marry that particular man. That's the truth. Because Bible says submit. And you look at him, ah, ah, me pa me submit you see, he said to yourself, ah! And you have so many things to justify submission. But the so let me just marry and go. Now you go in there and you stand here. Will you submit? <laughs> yes, I do. And after I do, you look at the man. Ah, I do. So I should submit to this man. And that's how some people, some women are disrespectful from day one of their marriage. But look at the man. This man is proposing to me. Think about it. Pray about it. Can I submit? Is the word of God. Do I love the person? And all that, then yes, I can submit. But don't just go in because of something. And then when it comes to that point, then you have a problem. No. You don't do that. And we learn to understand that point. Because if you don't learn to submit, then the blessings will not come to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The last one is for the men. Can I love and respect this woman? The man should also look at the woman and say, can I love and respect this woman? Is it because she's so beautiful? And you are just having some emotional stress. And you wanted to release your stress. 
And when you went in, the man, the woman was dragging you. Me, I'm not ready for any branching. Me, I'm a Christian. Me, I'm this. Me, I'm this. Because there are some men, if it will take them two years to make sure they release their emotional stress on that woman, they will do it. And so after the marriage, ah, no. Think about all this thing because it's a long journey. It's a journey you have no idea what will happen in. So let's take our time, especially those of us who have not married. Let's find out. Let's get some basic foundations like this. Simple things. Let's build them. Let us get them. Let us understand them so that we can go ahead and marry. When we do that, then we can have successful marriage. Other than that, we will always have what I call marriages that we are managing. Managing marriages. Because in Ghana, everybody is a manager. You manage your business, you manage your money, you manage everything, you come to your house, you are managing your marriage, you are managing your children, you are managing everything. It's left to you yourself to manage yourself. Then we are done. I pray that God will help us to understand these things. God will help us to respect institution of marriage. God will help us to get to a point where we will know that certain things that we didn't even put in place, we will go back for them and rectify them. May God help you. May God keep you. May he protect you and grant you such a grace so that whatever you want to do in your marriage, you'll be able to do it and become successful and enjoy a good and fruitful marriage. God bless you.